This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm calling this one Hell and Hunt. I know what you did there. What? I like it. Hey, I'm mad about you. <laughs> it's all about jacking off. Well... Aren't we nasty today? I want to see cats! <laughs> hey. Oh, I'm just chilling. <laughs> yeah, baby. Loser's another word. My wife. Bazinga. 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 That's you. <laughs> you suck. Just slow down. <laughs> Welcome to Good Christian Fun. I'm Kevin. I'm Caroline. And we're here to have good Christian fun. That <laughs> got, was an excerpt from an upcoming movie. <laughs> uh, imagine Kevin mouthing along with that with his eyes lowered. I'm so mad. It's scary. Oof. Good Christian Fun is the podcast where we talk about Christian pop culture, Christian movies, music, entertainment, the arts. Which, puppeteering. Puppeteering. I mean, that's a big one. Magic. We, Magic, clowning, mm-hmm. uh, be a clown for Christ, and on the third day, the clown will come back to bite. Uh, <laughs> we are clowning for Christ He here. who knew no clownery became clownery, <laughs> so we might be little clowns for him. He clowned upon the cross for us. Hey! Honk, honk. <laughs> Peter denied Jesus three times before the clown honked. <laughs> but listen, we're not here to make oh, you go no. to church or proselytize to you or make fun of your beliefs or bash you. Anyway, we're just riding that middle of the road. So we're not really no saying stance. anything <laughs> one way or the other. Very non-committal as a, as a platform. Mm-hmm. We're here just to have fun, good Christian fun. And today, we're continuing the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. A game we've rested for 10 episodes. 10 episodes ago was the last time we played. It's been having a Sunday. And now it's coming back. Or no, more than 10 episodes. I think it's been 10 episodes since we haven't done like a topic, topic episode. Can you uh, look that up? I'd really? like to get the correct number. No, I'm kidding. Ooh, I don't okay. care. <laughs> no, 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 no but don't. I care because I care about correct facts and information. <laughs> what have I done? It's important to be 01101. <laughs> okay, so let me type in hunt into the search. You're going to make that And then sound. let's see. Uh, all right, February was the last time we played with Marcy Giro from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Great. And isn't that good that we all know that now? Yeah, I know. It was a good use of our time. Hey. 
Uh, horny summer 2019 <laughs> continues to be a great season I for us all. I have yet to see proof that this has been horny at all for you, personally. Well, for, yeah, because I actively hide proof from you. <laughs> that you're being horny. I think so. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's no, sad. we can have an off-mic conversation. That's too bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Wait, you would prefer for me not to hide horniness? Because well, we can do that, too. I want to know if, like, you're getting to make out with anybody, but I don't really want to know much more beyond that. You don't want to know what it is that I'm making out with. Uh, no, I'd like to know <laughs> Human that. Human or plush. <laughs> or otherwise. Well, I assume it's plush. Hey, the Cats trailer just came out. There's a lot of options. <laughs> There's a lot of options in 2019. Ew. Let's introduce our guest. We need some help. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a stand-up. He is a comedian. You may know him from his podcast, Who Cares About the Rock Hall, or his live show, Internet Explorer, or my favorite, The Slap, but with Dracula short. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> give it up for Joe Quisala! Or I should also say his stand-up special is coming out on Comedy Central in November. I plugged the slap, but with Dracula's instead of your stand-up special. <laughs> no. My I mean, apologies. No, no, oh no, no, my no. God. I'm, I'm happy to uh, have that be my calling card. <laughs> wow, I feel like a real dink for not remembering that was you that also did that because... That that like lasted me for days. Oh wow! All laughing, me and my friends, we really, all had a really good yeah. time with that. You know, really terrific stuff. It really it, it was it was time to take the slap down. I think we could all say 2019. There had been enough time where it's like if you do it in 2015 yeah, or 16, you guys like, Is came this for the crown soon? on that one. It's a little too desperate, you know, to let it marinate for a little bit and then just give it the the <laughs> thrashing. Uh huh. It's time. Take it down. Uh-huh. And for those that don't, and we'll lift you up at the end of this program, but for those that don't follow Joe Quizala at Joe K, Joe K mm-hmm. on Twitter, he is one of the most consistently terrific follows on oh, Twitter. I'll say for real, all those like super high production, high effort shorts you put out on a regular basis, not Thank just you. like every six or eight months I'll try to do a thing but just like regularly I'm talking tiny desk concert but it's in the bathroom like all these things are so amazing you should be very proud this is a horny summer for Kevin what no (laughs) hey you can't compliment someone without being horny yeah come on not saying I'm not I'm I'm sorry I didn't mean to sexualize a nice moment you guys congratulations is that the theme song every time it is oh unfortunately yeah (laughs) our podcast is a bunch of buffoonery no, clear. That's clear. <laughs> oh well, that's clear. Yeah. Well, the the Thank theme you. song. I will say the end part always changes. Okay, that, it's kind of like a couch gag. That makes sense because couch uh, gag. it seemed fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was new for me. No, like on The Simpsons when they do a new way of the family getting to the couch. Chalkboard gag, yeah. couch gag, always different. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And sometimes even Lisa's sax solo. I like The Simpsons a lot. <laughs> yeah, How'd you feel when they they switched the opening credits to HD? Did it feel bad? I mean, I was I was long, long gone, gone yeah. at that point. I mean, like good for them. I mean, I thought I was such a nerd about The Simpsons that I thought they were going to change the opening after Bleeding Gums Murphy died, died because he's in the opening for a second. Bart uh, skates past him. For anyone who doesn't know The Simpsons, this is just gobbledygook. But <laughs> Bart skates past a character, and that character eventually dies. So I thought, oh well, they must change it now. And they'd It'd be disrespectful. Yeah, I, I was like, for the you know, respect the cartoon. Because it dead. doesn't make sense. Yeah. Otherwise. It wouldn't make sense. You know, I'm like 10 years old. And I'm like, um, so technically he's, he has passed, so um, you can't have uh, Bart skate by him. You're writing them. And then, yeah, they didn't. So, uh, you know, 
you look at that opening from the beginning, and it has a lot of characters like Bleeding Gums, like Jacques, the French guy that Marge almost has an affair with. Oh my characters gosh, that don't guy. characters that don't matter. No. So for them to update it, given how big the world got, I say go for it, Simpsons. Thank okay. you guys so much for having hey, me on your Simpsons podcast. Hey, we got the Joe K. Hey, hey, I'm hey, so hey, proud hey, that we got hey, that hey, on yeah. record. What a great platform Joe's <laughs> running on for <laughs> every town hall. Listen, there's been a lot of changes in the oh, theme song, my and there can be more. Hey, Simpsons coming to Disney Plus this fall, so we can all watch it well, on I'm our scared. new favorite streamer. Ooh. Do you think they'll take scenes out? Yeah. They'll change. I jokes. think. I think we're I'm, entering a difficult and scary period for content. Listen, Thirteen oh. Reasons Why taking out the graphic suicide scene, I think, is That's a real start. bad precedent. That's the start. Can we talk about that for ten seconds? Ugh. <laughs> It's you like, don't think that's a good thing? Uh, I think I think it's a problematic thing. I I don't know if Thirteen Reasons Why should exist at all. But if it's gonna exist, yeah, let it be what it was because mm-hmm. that's essentially doing what Disney did with Song of the South, where they're like, "What Song of the South? We didn't make that. You can't get it right." Anymore. And so they, you just want to have a record to hold it against them, but also well, you know, it could also reduce someone's suffering if it's true, not that's there true. anymore. You know, it goes both yeah, it is tricky. It goes both I ways. thought there was it, when they released the uh, old Looney Tunes shorts on tape for the first time on like VHS, there was uh, an opening with Whoopi. With Whoopi. Yeah, I, and I, I really liked that. I I liked that quite a bit, and that's the way to handle it because she said like, listen, a lot of these cartoons have extremely ugly racial stereotypes in them and, you know, things that were funny at the time that are disgusting and uh, hard to watch. Mm. But we have kept them intact because that's important to preserve and to erase it from history would be the problem. To yeah. act like these things didn't ever exist would be the problem. Yeah, and that's what creates chronological snobbery, ultimately. Where it's like, I agree with you. I, I guess if it does prevent harm in some way, ultimately, then I guess it is worth it to cut it out. But it just sets like a bad... Well, why do streaming services have to be the historical record for like... Well, because that's the only the place you can it. get it. Because, yeah, physical media is going away. You will not be able to see that scene in 13 Reasons Why ever again. They will take it off. There's no physical media of 13 Reasons Why. So, uh-huh. But you think it's important to keep that like on this platform? So I, yeah, I just think accountability. Later? Yeah. Well, once so. you once you start picking and choosing what you get to remove mm-hmm. from a show, then the lines start to get blurry and then suddenly it's 1984, baby. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is 1984 now. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I see what you're saying of like, you don't want to rewrite history and have a company like pretend something never happened. But company is like, that's their prerogative, right? To do that. Like it's a historian or, or a culture critic's job to like keep the record. But he can't. If, if a cultural critic he wanted to, can't? they can't. Or she can't. can't. Dear Lord. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's Shouts out the to point. Pauline Kale. Beside Shouts the point. <laughs> but they can if they don't have like access to yeah. it. Oh, I, if they had an option, start 13 Reasons Why, uh, explicit cut, clean cut, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, like that. I, to me, that feels more appropriate than huh. just like, it never existed. Don't worry about it. I, it just feels weird to me. But if there's, yeah. there's been plenty written about it. Like it's still out there. If there's like a cultural relevance to remembering that stuff. Yeah, but I guess like if you say, "Birth of a Nation" shouldn't exist, 
And it's like, okay, let's get rid of every copy of Birth of the Nation ever. Not saying like, let's all sit down and watch Birth of a Nation for movie Uh night. But it does just kind of erase, oh, here's what we did at one point as people and as a society. It's just like a... It's to me. It's it just rewriting like a, history. Yeah, yeah, and also the part of the problem is that, like, with the Disney thing, it's like Disney. What's scary is they're starting to own everything, right? And then they can make these decisions uh, unilaterally about uh, content that they maybe didn't originally own, and to fit maybe a type of uh, sensibility. Uh, or, you know, whatever the company uh, vibe is. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, suddenly we're losing parts of TV shows and movies that w- they just have decided, well, we wanted to take it out because it doesn't reflect our image. Yeah. And to me, like that. That's like at the end of the slope. Like, because obviously with the 13 Reasons Why, like you're saying, it makes, like, you get why they would take that out. Yeah. But you, you, I'm scared that, like, it, if that continues to happen and then the reasons for doing it aren't as, uh, don't make as much sense. And then we just start to lose sight of all culture. Yeah, no. And that's where we end on good Christian fire, <laughs> <laughs> losing all culture. Thank you so much for well, having me guys. The, I gotta go. Yeah. I guess, I guess if, I understand what you guys are saying of like, you don't want to lose the fact that like those things happen and we have to learn from them and keep them. It's a part like, of our history in yeah. our memories. Yeah. But, but I, I don't see, like, any incentive for the company that's still, like, putting that stuff out to keep that in the memory. Like, Coca-Cola doesn't want to talk about how there was, like, cocaine in the early Coke all the time. But there's plenty of record historically otherwise for it. That's, like, our job to keep a record of it. That's That's not their job. Sure. I I get that. And I think part of the problem, it's, like, we're, we only, we're putting so much onto streaming and that type of thing and when we lose physical media then we lose that record and mm. so if we don't have a, uh, an emphasis or if we don't care about having physical media then we that's that's when we start to lose stuff so it's yeah. about having that balance I think that's interesting well I feel like that's, that's just in a greater like argument for like everything like keep yeah. libraries open because yeah, we absolutely. need like oh my god a record of stuff. to have a record of our history DVDs bring them back <laughs> mm-hmm. bring back laser discs honestly well the the hugest example of this hugest isn't a word is it no for sure the yeah, largest like the, the biggest example of it is uh, recently is the universal music fire where like oh my god yeah thousands of masters are just gone so like if Questlove says i want to do a remix universal's like oh about that it's gone yeah. And the idea of like, well, if the physical copy left. So just think about that and then make it just a macro thing of like all music ever. If you can't stream it, does it exist? Like, yeah. especially for like generations after us. Yeah. And same thing with movies, too. Like how most people can't don't watch any movie made before 1992 because you can't get on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. Yeah. It's, people will just like start forgetting about that stuff ultimately. Mm-hmm. Fund the library. Fund the library. Keep those libraries Canopy. going. Great. And make sure they're fireproof because we can't have another Alexandria situation on our hands. Alexandria? You know, Egypt? No. Library? No. Alexandria? I don't know this. Well. Do you know this show? Speaking no, of history. But I nod, I nodded like I did. <laughs> Certainly was a solemn nod of like, yes, oh, of course. let me teach you. So that's it. But okay. There was just this huge library in Egypt uh, that burned down, I forget what century, but it had like a ton, a ton of ancient records and it's mm-hmm. just like gone forever oh, now. Damn. Yeah. See, that's why physical stuff's important, even though streaming's way more 
convenient and yeah. more important yeah <laughs> but more on streaming wars later uh, i know you really came into kevin's wheelhouse tonight yeah. <laughs> streaming wars disney plus you say are you going to buy disney plus when it comes yeah. out yeah okay. are you, you are too right i suppose i don't know we'll see what's on every the marvel movie ever there. every marvel series that they're gonna make the mandalorian this may surprise you but i don't need to see marvel movies again like i think i'd be okay Cut to you driving <laughs> home and watching Ragnarok for the sixth time. Like buying time. a bootleg four or five <laughs> off the highway. <laughs> Hurry, give it to me. Yeah, anyway. But no, I mean, because their whole catalog will be, it'll be every anime movie. Yeah, every Disney movie. Every Disney thing. Every Disney I mean, movie. We have those all on VHS in my parents' house. <laughs> Plus the media. Yep. <laughs> it's important. Yeah, gotta keep it. Uh, Joe, what is your... <laughs> <laughs> now let's take a, a turn a to the cool serious. transition. Yeah. Speaking of physical, mm. spiritual. Memories. What is, what is your relationship <laughs> with religion uh-huh. or faith or any of that stuff? Yeah. Uh, I, I grew up Catholic. Okay. And I, I uh, every, every week go to church... We would do. We wouldn't do Sunday. We would do the mass on Saturday evening. Oh, the party service. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'd be like Saturday five p.m. That was the at a musty old church called Saint Ursula. Where is this geographically? This is in Pittsburgh, okay. Pennsylvania. It's not particularly big. Um, and it was uh, boring. <laughs> you know, my my uh, connection to it was you know you had to drag me there. Be, we, we we would go every week. And I, you know, it gave me a lot of time to think to myself. You know, I certainly wasn't paying attention. It was just kind of like, you know, in one of my younger days, I have memories of like my dad sneaking me a Smarties, you know, Aww. like little little candy just because like you're trying to get through the hour. Yeah, both of you. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and, me and my dad. Yeah. All you had was each other. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I just the mass is. I have a I have a good chunk uh, of material about the Catholic mass and priests in my special that's coming out uh, on Comedy Central in Ooh. November on Comedy Central, yeah. which I sh- <laughs> you can get on their app, their streaming app. Yeah, it's on streaming. <laughs> How long though? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I know. What if they edit your stuff? Yeah, I mean, do you get to well, they, keep yeah. a copy of it? Um, a download. N- I'm. I don't know exactly. A Dropbox link. <laughs> I got a link to view it, but not to download it. To view the edit. And Fuck to like man, approve gotta, the edit, but you gotta yeah. screen record that. Yeah, I got no. I got to capture it. <laughs> yeah, and then burn it like, onto a DVD. Yeah, yeah. computer does not DVD have a DVD RWs. Yeah. can you print frame by frame? I don't know. Yeah. Make a book. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, I I am fascinated with the Catholic Church and and priests and the way priests sing. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, that it- that whole thing was really. Uh, Especially looking back, such a such fertile ground to uh, discuss and deconstruct. Yeah. Do Do you remember it feeling awe-inspiring ever, or did it always seem like a little bit of theater? Oh that you no, were watching? no, no, it was never awe-inspiring. <laughs> it was. I mean, because I, the priests were very old. Like there was nothing to. I mean, it it wasn't even like the type of Catholic church. Where there would they would even let an acoustic guitar in the building, Oof. you know. So it was in fact, like, acoustic guitars caught on fire if they like <laughs> tried to come into. Yeah, no, they, they were set ablaze immediately <laughs> by the wrath of God. I didn't uh, know that the acoustic guitar had any place in a lot of like traditional Catholic churches. I no, I I'm I, learning. I more progressive ones and more you know recent. I've been to. Uh, a service where a Catholic mass service where they allowed 
a guitar. But like truly that that feels, <laughs> especially big. in my experience growing up, like, oh my God. Because my experience was also like, uh, you, you know, occasionally you, for whatever reason, whatever happens, you find yourself with a friend at their church. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have, oh, have yeah, had that yeah, experience? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's very Being bad. It's and whenever, yeah, whenever I was at a, <laughs> like, Protestant church, I'd just be like, what is going on? <laughs> we had like a strip club or what something. Well, like, like the, the wine, the wine is in shot glasses. Yeah. You know? And like the the priest maybe isn't even a priest. He's like, you call him Dave, and he's like, Karen made lemon squares, buddy. And you're like, whoa, what? <laughs> because I'm used to, you know, impossibly old men in robes who uh are not like giving and the sermon is nothing that you can really tap into, especially as a kid. Right. There's there was nothing. No you access could, point. No, no access point at all. And just like rolling my eyes at it. It was really especially because it was Catholic and especially because of the way it was presented. It was like kind of old school Catholic. It was yeah, there was nothing just, for like, me. So corny. Yeah, which your parents was into it. Like who was pushing this um, it Catholic was... agenda in your house. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of assumptions. From uh, from my perspective as a kid, it was it was both of them, but my mom more so. Uh, but they both are Catholic. They both came from Catholic families. My mom a little bit more, because uh, my mom does have my mom's uh, Italian and a little bit Irish. And my dad is Italian and Polish. The Polish Catholic thing is, I, I'm not familiar with that trope, really. Uh, but the Irish Catholic, obviously. And then, like, kind of Italian Catholics as mm-hmm. well is, is definitely a thing. Uh, but it w- wasn't until later, as an adult, when I talked to my parents, when I learned that they were kind of just doing it for us oh, the, as kids. Like me and my brother. They weren't that invested no. in themselves, that they, personally. Yeah. Yeah. That they identify as agnostic. And they just felt like... We they had to give us something like they we something had to occur for the children <laughs> on on uh, you know something had to occur for the yeah children. something must occur religious <laughs> religion wise for the children yeah uh, and I, I from a few different angles like even just like in the nineties how can you be a, a godless kid you'd get made fun of I think you can kind of have that now I mean I don't have kids and I don't interact with kids ever. I've been watching Euphoria and I think that that's yeah it's like, state of affairs right? what'd you call Euphoria one time the the ultimate don't have children PSA <laughs> yeah, yeah basically but my it, birth control right now but it seems like you it, today if you were a kid in school and you didn't go to church you would not be made fun of you wouldn't be the way I feel like kids were in the '90s, okay. In yeah. my experience, yeah, that's probably true, uh, and especially in different. I don't, I don't know what Pennsylvania is like with that stuff, but yeah, it feels Pits- like- Pittsburgh is very Catholic. Yeah, from my experience in my in the especially the northern suburbs of Pittsburgh, I just remember uh, a kid in my first grade class saying he doesn't believe in God, and he was we like everyone just like laughed at him. <laughs> I like, feel like, like it's what the opposite saying? now. You yeah, know? for sure. Be it's like I believe in God. Like, or even you... at the time I now was Christians up, I are like... persecuted in this country. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> oh my God. Um, that's interesting. Oh, when you're saying like your parents weren't really that into it, 
I was wondering if that was the case because I feel like most kids take on like the level of reverence that their parents have for their church. Even if they're not conscious of it, like yeah, they're absorbing. Internally mm-hmm. until they grow up, you know, a little bit. Yeah. And because I, I definitely remember as a kid, our, our, we had a, our, our family friends were, were noticeably more into it. <laughs> you know, yeah, and they, they were they were the chest. ones who were like, yeah, very Catholic. Uh, like the the father uh, taught CCD. I had him as a CCD. CCD oh, yeah, is the like youth group equivalent. It, well, it's more like the Sunday school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it would it would be where we would go on Sunday. It would be where the kids would go on Sundays. There would be before this would be this was before we were doing the uh, night mass the saturday night mass it would be sunday morning because and then it would be a service a mass just for the kids and then after that we would go to class we would have a class sunday morning and that was ccd was that ever fine or was it just like yeah more of this um well i mean you get to be with other kids and you would get to be with kids that weren't necessarily in your uh regular school so that's always fun. Like just like your church friends, different, different kids, you know, from different districts or whatever. And then like a few kids who were from the district who were my friends. I mean, some of the best laughter of all time is church laughter. Oh, like it's still unparalleled to this day. I mean, how can, when you, uh, and, and especially when you are just with your friends and there are no parents around. Oh, mm-hmm. you're Good. a wild animal. God. And like, <laughs> you're not supposed to laugh, but and it, and it's always something that really isn't that funny. But no. Like, and the lesson, more you try to think about it, the more it builds. And the and, most serious person in the world is at the front of the room, yes. like trying to keep control. And that's uh-huh. like, God. Ooh. And you're just like, <laughs> and you can't. Ke- uh, yeah, that is, those are my my uh, favorite memories from. Yeah, of course. So nice. Well, and, and too, because this is true of like, youth group stuff or certain Sunday school stuff for Protestants too but just like there's so little opportunity for kids to uh, mix with each other Mm -hmm. intergenerationally in that sense unless like you have a big brother and his friends come over and then you hang out with them a little bit but in youth group or CCD stuff that's pretty common and that's how kids can get like socialized quicker with each other. Cross-pollination. Mm-hmm. Well. I'm sorry. You got it. Okay. Um, I, I was thinking about uh, church laughter and that reminded me of something. Oh, I, I always thought like uh, Catholic catechism would be a little bit more like youth group which youth group was a lot of like fear factor games and then a little bit of a message. Oh, and wow. Then, like, games. Uh, <laughs> oh, and then, like, too many games, for I would a say. Bit. Yeah. yeah. And like, it was like, it was maybe sometimes a little Hope bit of glorified ping pong. babysitting. And then <laughs> I, I quickly found out that like catechism is just like school. But yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, there was just to n- learn the doctrine of truly, the Bible. Yeah. Truly nothing going on uh, that was equivalent to a game you never eat baby food (laughs) the idea of it is absurd absurd. yeah (laughs) like it was i remember i used to kind of act out a little bit at ccd i was a very good student (laughs) in regular school but like i needed an outlet yeah and i just wanted a stinker and it it just it kind of felt a little bit like well this school doesn't really matter Like, you know, and so, yeah, it Absolutely. would be so much fun to just, like, kind of be a bad kid. I would, like, be a bad kid on Sunday. And I remember, like, explaining <laughs> that logic to my parents and them kind of being, like, thinking it was, like, funny. And thinking, like, you know, you're kind of right. Like, a pretty classic. You're not, like, doing anything that shitty. Like, they, 
Because I think one of the teachers had to like talk to them about like my behavior <laughs> in class. Oh no! And you that like well, me, yeah. me, and and a couple of my friends, we had to be split up in like because uh, that's in like our... going to jail as a kid. That makes oh, me. God. It makes me still sad thinking about being yeah. split up from my friends. But like yeah. truly, like into different classes. Oh. Because like in the grade, there would be like maybe two or three classes that they would divide us into, and not even just a few chairs away. No, like we weren't in the same room. Oceans away, basically. Uh, basically. <laughs> yeah, Maybe a world tough. away. But yeah, it was, yeah. So the Saturday night would be like during the summer. And then after I got confirmed in the eighth grade, I did not have to do CCD anymore. That was just kind of the, everyone knew that. But like what was funny is the CCD people, I remember them being like, you know, a lot of people think like after confirmation, you don't have to come to CCD anymore, but actually we continue uh, doing the classes. Oh. And it was like, go away. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we're no, out of no, here, no. dude. <laughs> Who would keep going? I know. It, it, it felt like true freedom. <laughs> and yeah. it's so funny because you're confirmed, but like in a sense, it's the opposite because you're like, I can leave. Yeah, yeah, I, I can graduate. Yeah, anymore. I can go away. You're done. So, so like, what were your? Because this was like your experience with the community and some of the ritual with it. But what were your like feelings or thoughts about God or whatever at the time? I was very afraid of God, you know. Uh, and I remember I have, I have very clear memories in like elementary school of like praying specifically for things, you know, mm-hmm. very like uh, goal-oriented prayer. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, you know, even just being like, I I can't find this thing in my room and I really I really need to find it. Uh, can, yeah, can I have some guidance here? I mean, if he answers all prayers, that should be fair yeah, game. Yeah, it's right? like the task-oriented These are stuff. important, yeah. Yes. Or like I'm... I'm uh, out walking around and like with my friends in the neighborhood and like we're really hungry and we can't find food like help us out like I just yeah <laughs> God f- give us a good like restaurant yeah. give us a good Thai food place Sounds like Something. a good Yelp rating yeah. um, I remember doing that and I also just remember uh, okay this is this is a very clear memory for me which was that like it was a Friday night and my my parents would be out. And me and my brother were old enough to stay home and they would come home at like 11 p.m. or something. But like we were old enough to like eat pizza, watch Cartoon Network. But you're also in the house alone and it gets dark. What uh, what block are we talking like? Edda, Nettie, Cow and Chicken? Oh, you know, my thing. Well, I mean, those for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like this was probably pre-Edda and Nettie. It was probably the first like Johnny Bravo uh, Cow and Dexter's Chicken, Lab. Dexter's Lab, yeah. maybe Powerpuff Girls, uh, but we would we would really get into the proto Adult Swim, which was Space Ghost Coast, Coast to Coast. Coast. Oh, Brack, yeah. come on, yeah. Zorak. Yeah, that, that shit was like when I discovered that I that was like so cool. I was like, like, what is this thing? I've heard no one talk about. It's mm-hmm. like this weird. Like absurd, absurd. Yeah. yeah. Those uh, albums still. Mm-hmm. So f- I, I listen to this. So, so, so funny, I really so stupid. Like but I would. Uh, you get it, scared at night. Yeah, you're scared because yeah. you're alone in the house and it's dark outside. And I remember like having that general fear, and then thinking that if I had not good thoughts, that it would then uh, karmically like damage me. And that I, and, and that was connected to God in a sense. Mm. That like I had to think good things so that I could remain safe 
in the house. So good, like, like morally good, or yeah. Just, like, it, even positive? even if it's just like uh, watching a commercial and thinking someone in the commercial is stupid, being like, okay, you can't say that. That's not good. You so have to, any negativity, you get, yeah, you might get oh. robbed tonight. Right? Yeah. Oh, like wow. I got to remain safe. Like no, they, that person's fine. I shouldn't think that they're it makes sense bad. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and also, and I don't know. And this is something more that happened later in life after I had kind of like lost my faith, but I think it's something that remained in me, which was that anytime I would have something good happen in my life, I felt like a bad thing would be around the corner to counteract it. Yes. And I don't know if that necessarily comes from Catholicism or like a a latent fear of God that has, you know, comes from my childhood, but I, I don't quite know what that is. And I think I've got, I've gotten rid of that, but like the sense of dread that, uh, in maybe is a little bit of guilt of like this really good thing happened. I got to be careful. Yeah. Hmm. I still yeah. feel that way too sometimes. Well, because there's so much biblical kind of cause and effect stuff that it does feel like there would be some balance restored at some point. Even yeah. just like absorbing it passively or actively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I I had a sense too of like, okay, that was a good thing. That was a good thing. Oh shit, we're due for a, a yeah, doozy. The, the sense yeah. of being due yeah. for for something bad. Yeah, I think I think that's pretty common. Yeah, what, whether or not it's articulated like that, mm-hmm. it's that's so interesting. What was losing your faith like? So I. Uh, uh, I thought I was Catholic, you know, based on the fact that I went to Catholic church every Sunday with my family, we identified as Catholic. Uh, and, and part of that a little bit played into my decision to go to the University of Notre Dame, which is an extremely Catholic university. Oh, yeah. Um, and I kind of thought like, oh, I'm Catholic. It's a lot of Catholic uh, students in the student body. They'll be like me. And... I, and then when I got there, I realized that I was barely Catholic in, oh, com- really? <laughs> in comparison to the, the students going It's like there. a highly religious community for yeah. the most part? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and wow. I going going into it, I also kind of thought, because I remember visiting the campus and thinking like, it's very Jesus-y here, <laughs> you know, because the, there's Touchdown Jesus, the kind of famous uh, giant painting that's on the side of the library that used to be able to see from within the stadium, Notre Dame Stadium. And so they call it Touchdown Jesus because his arms are both up as though he's saying touchdown. No. But, you know, he's he's obviously not. It's, you know, it's, Jesus did that a lot. Throw, oh, it's like yeah, a, yeah, yeah, probably more of an oratory Yes, stand. exactly. Yeah, okay, this was yeah. like his equivalent of Carol Burnett tugging on her ear. It's like he would do this after <laughs> yeah, a sermon like, on the I mount. I mean, you. Yeah, okay. yeah, there are a lot of iconic images of Jesus <laughs> with, hand, with arms up hands. that you could <laughs> interpret as being touchdown. Definitely. Um, Oh man! And I remember thinking that in my in my visit when I was in high school, and then being convinced that like that's just like a stereotype, like it, it's not going to be that Catholic. But then being uh, surprised with in actuality how Catholic it was. Like, how did you experience that? So you know, there were a lot of priests on the faculty. I remember in an American history class, the a priest was teaching it, and every class began with a prayer. Which uh, was curious to me because it was uh, American yes. history. <laughs> you know, we were talking about like, yeah, Harry Truman. It's like, why are we? Yeah, I thought that was that. That struck me as bizarre. There's a crucifix in in every room. Uh, in the bathroom, especially in the bathroom. <laughs> Three in every stall. One over every toilet. I think literally in every classroom. I think. 
Um, and there is a a place of worship in every dorm. You know, I don't oh, like know. like a little chapel? Yeah, yes, like there is. Area? There's like a chapel. There's, wow, there's okay. a chapel in every uh, dorm. Every dorm also has a rector that lives there. Wow. And is kind of running shit <laughs> like yeah. he's the he, he everyone knows brother jerome was the rector at my dorm like the house dad yeah in a in a sense you know almost like the equivalent uh, we had ras but he was like the head of the ras this brother uh and there was a place called the grotto that people went to students went to pray a lot uh light light a candle and and, and pray and i just remember the re- really the thing that struck me was like Students were going to mass. I was like, guys, what? What do you? We don't have to do this we're anymore. 20. <laughs> yeah, no, we're like we're eight, we're Come eighteen, on. and our parents aren't around. We, what are you doing? Like, would you ever talk to a classmate about something and then be like, yeah, I'll be praying about that? Or, oh, oh man, I've got to go confess or something. Like, was that surprising to you to be like, oh, I, they take this seriously? I think too. so. Maybe, and, maybe yeah. not. Uh, in those words, but similar. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, even just being like, "I'm headed to mass," and be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, just how like matter-of-factly saturated everyone's life was with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah, nonchalant. This yeah, I got to. Oh, it's, I'm gonna go to mass. It's uh-huh. like, we're watching TV. <laughs> we're gonna play video games later. What? What? I don't. It's not adding up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I I was uh, forced to take a theology class. That's like a requirement. Uh, at school there, I came into Notre Dame, I would say, thinking I was kind of Catholic, but like having flirted with agnosticism and even atheism to some extent. And by the time I was out of there, I was full-blown atheist. Full-blown. Yeah. I think the immersion of it uh, forced me to really think about it a lot really consider it whereas coming into it it was just kind of casual maybe not really on my mind so much but then when i had to really look at it uh and be around it yeah it was more of an assumption until that point i think so yeah yeah, yeah, i'm I'm good i'm in whatever right interesting was it studying theology that kind of convinced you like oh this doesn't quite add add up for me um i think that was part of it you know that that class because also it was maybe not even so much uh the curriculum of the course but just the vibe of the course obviously that was taught by a priest as well and just like the other students in the class and it just felt like uh, as there's a sense of like i don't belong in here and i definitely don't believe in these things when i have to see what the tenets of the faith is yeah man that would be really uncomfortable yeah and kind of like scary a little uh-huh. bit like ooh, if they find out uh did you yeah. do four years there? I did do four years there. But figuring that out first year, what was the rest of the time like? Just... Right. Yeah, I know. Because it was like, it took me a year to realize I wasn't Catholic. And then it maybe took me two years to realize I didn't really fit in there. And I felt like by then it was maybe a little bit too late sure. to like do anything. <laughs> what were you yeah. majoring in? I started out as a drawing and painting major and then I switched <gasps> to film and TV. Really? Oh, yeah. Whoa. Do you still draw and paint? On occasion. Ooh. I mostly draw just to do birthday cards for my parents oh yeah that's the best people who can legit draw it's just something that i'll never understand how to do (laughs) like it feels like magic no (laughs) you you can draw pretty good too yeah i'm sorry yeah everyone on this side of the room is what i'm saying (laughs) sorry dude envy no it's okay it's cool Uh, i'm good at other uh no that's not true (laughs) 
<laughs> Even the suggestion that I'm good at other things. No, was you are. You so clearly hilarious. are good at other things. It's just, just the fact like, that you stopped yourself right away. Like, nah, I don't know. Um, All right, so you finish your time there, and then and did then, you find like comedy people there that you yes. connected with? Eventually, it was it was hard. That you know, it's not a very funny campus. It's a you know, it's it's <laughs> not a, a lot of yikes going. Yeah, on. Yeah, it's pretty like sink. his hands are up, not holding his yeah. sides, <laughs> laughing. Yeah, Slam his knee. Yeah. <laughs> Knee slapping Jesus. That'd be a cool pose. Yeah, we like, should um, we should get more poses of Jesus. I yeah, think, well, yeah. you are a painter. You guys can draw them. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> It'll look bad and weird. I'll get what the proportions wrong. I would like to see that. Is that a cow on a skateboard? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Jesus on a chair. <laughs> well, that's not what I'm getting from it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I eventually did find comedy people, though. But like I said, like it's a not super funny campus. It's a pretty like sanctimonious campus, and uh, I uh, eventually found folks, folks who I'm still friends with. But also, they made it hard for me to pursue comedy. You know, like they didn't. They wouldn't let us perform on campus unless we had uh, recognition officially from the Student Activities Board. Oh, right. So then, like, had to go through, like, a year-long process of the bureaucracy of, like, getting this stand-up group approved so that we could perform <laughs> on campus. And I was like, this sucks. This is silly. And I really, I really fought to, like, try and get uh, more comedy performances on campus. And I, m- I remember trying to, there was like one sketch and improv group on campus and they were terrible. Uh, they, it was poorly run and ju- yeah, I mean, it just was a mess. Shots oh. fired, giggle pants. Yeah. <laughs> they were called Ha, aka the humor artists. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. No, there's two meanings though, Caroline. You're not, you're not thinking it's about it, right? It's called Ha? Yeah. Um, ha. So anyway. Yikes. We should be called ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're clowns for Jesus. Yeah, we're clowns for Christ. <laughs> so at the time, the the club, the group was just not, I just didn't agree with them comedically. And I thought, but they were, you know, recognized by the university. And I was like, well, uh, yeah, I'll start my own sketch in improv group. Uh, Good for you. And they denied us. <laughs> <laughs> on what grounds? There's already a sketch in improv group on campus. And should be noted, there were roughly like six acapella groups. Yeah, <laughs> that were like, recognized. Since when has it been like we work full on that category? Yeah, the comedy groups operated within Highland, so Highlander strange. law, where yeah. there could only be. Wow, one. They were actively yeah. suppressing the comedic yeah. uprising. But I was able to get the stand-up do. group through because that was enough of a it delineation <laughs> from what was <laughs> already established. So crazy. And then it's a stand-up know, group where like six people come on stage at the same time and do simultaneously. So I'm walking down the street. I'm about right yeah it was cool um <laughs> there were so many hurdles though uh to do i wanted to do and i ended up doing a semester program at second city in chicago that they created for college students oh, cool. uh and it was for credit it was you know fully uh and legitimately accredited college courses all day every day at second city and notre dame wouldn't let me do it they are the, or at the very wow. least, they wouldn't let me accept the credits. They would not accept them, and I had to take a personal leave of absence. Uh, to go do it? To go do it. And luckily, I graduated on time, and I, was, I did it, and I had a great time. And, you know, I, I ended up moving best. back to Chicago after I graduated. But, yeah, it was like there was that. Um, huh. When I made my senior thesis a sketch comedy show, they weren't going to let me 
perform it. And then I had to, the compromise I had to make with them was that I could use the black box theater in the uh, film department, film and theater department's building, which sat empty every fucking night. (sighs) They were going to let me use it, but I had to pay for it. Oh my gosh! Which is like, what? This is this a little 1984, guys. Yeah. Do you think they're actually like a little afraid of comedy being like irreverent about? I. That's got to be part God of it. Or the school or something like. Yeah, I think that's so strange. This feels like dead guy. comedian society. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it truly sounds like like bureaucratic oppression at that level in 2000. 10 or 11 or whenever it was. Comedy really is more dangerous than politics Ooh. these days, I'll tell you what. But, but it was, yeah, it was rough. <laughs> and and so th- weird. those are just the ones off the top of my head that I can think of when I f- remember feeling like I have obstacles in front of me, then they are not uh, supporting or encouraging this creative outlet at all. But then in a funny way, it must have confirmed how committed you were to those things before, where yeah. it's like, it's well, enough. there's this bullshit happening. And, you know, for a lot of people who lack an entrepreneurial spirit or something yeah. about it to get shit done, mm-hmm. that you were like, no, 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 we're doing that. I'll pay whatever I'll do. Yeah. I'll take personal Always. time off. So it like... It was actually a weird refining fire for your actual mm-hmm. call mm-hmm. to yeah. do what you're doing now. Yeah, it's, I, truly. It, w- it was always like it, it maybe emboldened a little bit of, of the spirit. And then I was able – there is a sense of when something is being oppressed that you can find your tribe a little bit better because there's a common enemy or because you feel pushed to the margins. Uh, and I, I met a lot of people that way. Yeah. You know, because it's like, hey – there's not a lot of you around here. Yeah. I recognize that you're like a funny, quirky person. Like uh-huh. what's you stick out, you know, among the, the sea of freckled uh, <laughs> baseball Crane. cap wearing beer, beer bong swilling uh, prayer junkies. <laughs> By the way, I didn't mean to moan so much at baseball cap work. I'm sure there's a lot of lovely <laughs> people yeah. discussing baseball <laughs> in this day and age. See their hair. <laughs> oh. Yeah. But, but yeah, okay. So you found it then. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like post that in post college and now in your adult life. Mm-hmm. Post deconstruct what are you thinking of? The slap with vampires. <laughs> <laughs> that's my religion now. <laughs> yeah, I was about to ask if that's like a church like, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is like what is uh cuz you're f- still full atheist, full on. You know, less so. I really? Say. Yeah. Oh, More agnostic then. What yeah. Happened? When I was like 19, it was like, I'm an atheist man. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I not, not to quote my own tweet, but I did recently uh, tweet out like. Oh, we do it all the time. When I, was, sure. when I was 22, I was like, God isn't real. You're all sheep. And now at 32, I'm like, I could see worshiping the sun. <laughs> <laughs> like makes sense. Okay, I did. La- I did read that today. Yeah. It did make me laugh. It makes sense. I was like, I like get it. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, it's really powerful. There's a lot of chaos in life. Yeah, yeah. things very it's more of a to each his own <laughs> yeah. nature. Mm-hmm. Well, and especially now where emotional survival, like it's almost like the last couple of years has whittled down what's more important to us and, mm-hmm. and the hills that are worth dying on as far as like injustice on a social or cultural level exists. So sometimes like sticking to your guns with some atheist or like or, or any faith stuff at all. It's like, 
I don't care. If you don't right. believe in literal resurrection, who gives a shit? Yeah, just like, like yeah, do try, you? Try hard. It's right. Fine. What's the point? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> listen. My earth is dying. Yeah, the <laughs> earth is getting real hot. <laughs> Warming it's up. It's too hot in here. <laughs> yeah, it's too hot. Just, sure, just believe. have fun. Yeah, believe in love, Stay my cool. brother. <laughs> See? Stay hey. horny and have fun. Stay horny. Are yeah. you having a horny summer, Joe? You know. 2019? Uh, I don't know that I would. that would be the first word I would use to describe my summer, but... <laughs> It's not not horny. It's not not horny. That's good. That's something. That's really good. (laughs) Shouts out to everyone who... healthily horny. Yes. I love that. Healthy horny is what we're going for. Unhealthy horny. We don't want any of that. No, 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 no. no. None of that. That is canceled. Okay, so Agnot just kind of open to stuff (laughs) and curious. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, it's it's one of the dumbest things in the world, but uh, I I took a weed uh, mint once <laughs> uh, that like I, let him finish I, Caroline I, no definitely laugh <laughs> no mint. like a wee, like you know a THC mint or like you know oh a, okay yeah. yeah it's something that that took me to the moon uh-huh. uh, and I I remember feeling convinced that life was a simulation uh oh and it's stupid and I don't think that <laughs> but like I was convinced. Uh, I was so convinced that I remember laughing at the time saying, when I come down from this, I'm going to think this was so funny that I thought life was a simulation. It's going to be very sad because right now I have the truth and it's going to be just some joke <laughs> in 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 a day's time. Aww. I remember thinking that. You uh, really future-proofed it. Yeah, I <laughs> did. scrutiny. <laughs> But you know, it, it, and this is this is stupid and maybe simplistic. But like, oddly, when you think of life as a simulation, it makes uh, the idea of a creator, the idea of a designer, like kind of clicks for me in like a different way that I hadn't considered. Because the concept of God, the concept of creation, was kind of presented to me my whole life in a way, in like an all or nothing kind of thing. Like there's this idea of God, you must please him, you must uh, obey these commandments, uh, you will be punished if not, there's a heaven, there's a hell, all this stuff at once that like to then take one thing out of it and uh, apply it in a different way was something that I didn't really, I just dismissed all of it wholesale. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when you kind of when I kind of think of it as a simulation, I'm like, oh, the idea behind that is similar in many ways to the idea of a creator. Yeah, like you, are, we are just sort of like playing out this grand celestial game theater the, uh, that we're yeah. in, and and like this cosmic if ballet. We like, yeah, if like we're making the audience happy, with yeah, that or not. Mm-hmm. Weirdly, yeah, and it's it, it, like I said, it's it's simplistic, but like it, 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 thinking of it that way, there's a lot of parallels, and I, I can see like oh, okay, I'm oddly more open to it now now that I have thought about it in a way that I've seen on Black Mirror for example yeah, <laughs> yeah that maybe God is Mark Rylance in Ready Player One <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> oh my god he, Swing. he cool. plays Garth yeah he more yes, or less plays Garth awesome. in that movie yeah Swing. that's what I was gonna say because <laughs> so the, the way Mark Ly- Rylance uh, <laughs> in the right? serious Steven Spielberg movie <laughs> oh, just acts like gosh. Garth from Winterworld. Well, that sounds cool. Life's a simulation, and then we die. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't believe that, but like... No, 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 like that's I, what you believe. It's canon on the Good Christian Fun Podcast. We're going to cut you off there. Yep, oh, thank you. No. Oh, God. No, but just like, it, it's interesting and it's fun. I think that's what happens even within Christianity when you go to other religions or even like a philosophy like that. Of like, I mean, it's kind of like this. And then using that as an analog for like understanding why other people believe yes. and understand uh-huh. the world to be the way it is once you find your access point to their access point it's easier to have empathy for a lot of that yeah stuff. absolutely mm-hmm. yeah if it's like you get unplugged from the simulation i mean that is one way of saying you enter the afterlife mm-hmm. right it, yeah i mean it's it's a it's quite an isaac asimov way to say it but yeah, yeah. that's really adding up for me that little burpo kid from heaven is for real he just got <laughs> unplugged for a second then they plugged him right back in <laughs> oh but yeah <laughs> Colton Burpo. Little Colton Burpo. No Colton Burpo. It's the it's one of the funniest names of all time. And it's real. (laughs) It's not a it's not like a screenwriter like Colton Burpo. It is proof that God is real, actually. Yeah, I thought you were saying (laughs) it is stories real. And that that definitely happened. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No, there is a great piece out in Slate right now that's a similar story of a kid dying and going to heaven. And then the fa- it's not Burpo, it's another kid. <laughs> and it's and it's about the hoax of it and how oh, it sure. tore the family apart. Great read, really recommend Ooh, it. Ooh, I'm going to read that right Yeah, I'll away. look it up during the break so I can actually uh, shout it out during the stuff. Mm-hmm. But thanks so much for sharing your story, yeah, Joe. Thanks for oh, my gosh. That was Catholic really interesting. Life. and Yeah, it was fit- a lot. Hearing you rage against the machine of Notre Dame's anti-comedy <laughs> establishment. I hope it's better now. I mean, I hope like, so. I'm skeptical, but... I, I hope there's a kid in Notre Dame who feels maybe similarly disenfranchised as you did listening to this show right now. And they're like, Rise I gotta up. do something. Rise it is, up. It's all material, kid. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and we'll be right back with more good Christian fun. <laughs> we all did it! <laughs> this HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. 
So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Good Christian Fun. It's time to dive into the topic. Kevin's a person and he's my friend. <laughs> Come on, let's go. By the way, uh, you had a Catholic upbringing, so maybe this wouldn't be a part of it. But were you exposed to any like Christian pop culture at all, like Christian Ooh. music or even like movies? Or? Not in any like uh, like intentional way. Yeah. I remember on alt rock radio being like, "This song <laughs> Flood is pretty good," <laughs> and not knowing that it was Christian rock. All Stars, Jars of Clay. Yeah, oh, yeah. That is a good song, though. Yeah, it was just like, oh, this song's like fun. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't really think about it as, you know, I wasn't l- listening to the lyrics or anything. And even if you do, it's not even super apparent. Like, you know. Barely Christian. It is Christian LaCroix theologically. <laughs> it's like, I will live after 40 days and the mind gives oh, up. Yeah. Down the crashing waves lift me up so high that I cannot no, I fall. Lift me oh, up. No, no, hang on. Two more verses. Guys, lift I me got up. It. When I'm falling. No, I, got it. I got it right here. Lift me up. My head. I need you and I'm down in the air. Lift me up. I need you to no, hold I, me. Yeah, Lift me up. Keep me from down and again. And Dan Hasseltine on Twitter, progressive guy that's the lead singer of Joseph Clay, always going off on Trump stuff. And then there's a lot of conservative Christians who follow him. Like, yeah. And he what? goes after them. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Shit. Yeah. Damn. He's kind of a kind of a firebrand. But that's yes, yeah, the only uh, you know Christian media that I can remember coming across my path in a way that was memorable. Sure. Yeah, but no, that's reasonable. Like yeah, that 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 would only be it. Yeah. And listen, maybe you dodged a bullet. Maybe you missed out on treasures galore. Who's to say? But today, it's time for us to continue the hunt for the worst Christian song of all time. The worst. Living my life with conscience and conviction. Also similar to Newsboys last last week. Oh no! All about blacks and whites, like like. Uh, oh yeah, like I shouldn't say blacks and whites. Yeah, it's I not meant yeah. black and white morality. They uh, got blacks and whites dancing together. <laughs> oh no, no man! No, no, I'm no. glad you don't edit this show. <laughs> Put in a drop turn of that. that up. <laughs> Just make me repeat it. Blacks and whites. Blacks and whites. Blacks and whites. All right. So here's how it works works friends uh if you've never listened to this game on the show by the way here's what we do it's been a while it's been set since uh february since we played it as i i looked up and now i know and isn't it great that i have the facts it's fun to know that so we got two songs by two different artists and we're gonna listen to one of them we're gonna listen to the other one and then we're gonna vote which is the worst christian song of all time for this week and then it'll continue on so the theme this round and this week is the year 1985 both these songs came out in the year 1985. Okay. So that is their, uh, their commonality. And the first one is a song called... Ballers. Ballers. <laughs> Ballers. <laughs> it's a song called Infrared X-Ray Eyes. Mm-hmm. Infrared X-Ray Eyes by Crumbacher. <laughs> this show. Okay. <laughs> What, our podcast? Podcast. I'm into it so far. Yeah, this is good. This is great. We love it. It's like a fun, peppy. Hey, guys. 
Do you want to start a comedy team here? I feel like they would put this in Stranger Things. Like they and they go into the mall yeah, and yeah, then you yeah. hear this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The theme is Stranger Things. It's 1985 because that's when season three takes place. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Wow. See? Yeah. I, I intended it. So on and so forth, and then those are the only lyrics oh in the song. Oh my! But that God. is infrared X-ray eyes. Blown away by Krumbacher. <laughs> so just a little quick history Please. on Krumbacher. I have questions, but uh... sure. Well, uh, and by the way, thanks to John, who wrote in and recommended this song John, to us for a hunt for the hunt for the worst Incredible. Christian song of all time. I love it. Thank you, John, for mm-hmm. it. And uh, Krumbacher was a. New wave, no improv group. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was the an only improv way it would make sense to me. <laughs> it was it was started by a guy named Stephen Krumbacher, and he got his buddy Sam Wisner and her brother Jimmy Wisner uh, to join, and that was the band. And they they did this genre in particular to do like outreach to teens and stuff. Now the thing about Krumbacher is that they were critically. Panned yeah. as a Christian group, which oh. is kind of hard to do within the Christian community. Within the Christian community, <laughs> oh, CCM magazine was like, "This we, is we no good." We don't usually turn our backs on our own kind. <laughs> yeah, very rare. So they... it feels like a joke. Oh mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it feels like I wonder if Crumbacher is trying to pull one over mm. on. Us. If yeah, this is like, like an art cover. project, <laughs> well, like it kind of sounds like he was writing a, a like a sci-fi song, and then was like, nobody cares about my sci-fi song. What if I market this like, to the Christian community? Change out, you know, bleep blorp this alien I created, and make God have infrared eyes. Yeah, uh, and then maybe it can get this. My song can get traction. Now they did have uh, an album, by the way, in in the vein of like sci-fi stuff. They did have an album that was a concept album Love but it. it was all about aliens but it was Christians were the aliens because we're the real aliens here on earth man oh and so they wrote from like UFO, that perspective like, yep. you faith 
oriented. That's <laughs> right. That's not a perspective uh, anyone has, right? <laughs> well, we're not uh, of this world. Yeah, no. So there was like, a whole Christian store called Not of This World. That's like from a Corinthians verse. It wasn't like alien themed, but it was. But it should have like, been. We're here, but. Area 51, really baby. No. Oh, my God. Um, so that's crumb I. It also sounds like a joke because there is a really delightful turn and that you think he's talking about God being, like, watching out for you, you know, yes. to, like, keep an eye and make sure you're okay, not literally to undress you with his <laughs> x-ray vision <laughs> and to see your... Well, what's wild, too, is, like, the central bits. metaphor is, like, God sees everything, he's omniscient, mm-hmm. but the way to describe it is a technology. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's like uh-huh. saying, really God's invasive. got a good Wi-Fi connection. Yeah. Like, it feels He's going to log on to your thoughts and your dreams. <laughs> it feels small for what they're trying to communicate. Yeah. Small. Right. That's right. Yeah. so like, funny. Actually, he's going to x-ray you He's a scanner somewhere. and a printer all in one. <laughs> yeah, tactical maneuvers, little white lies. There's more than beneath the surface than what it implies assuming the ends justify the means Mm. hope no one's looking behind the scenes I think you should know God sees everything that you do there's never a time when he's not watching out over you yeah watching out over you is like oh yeah he's like he's my buddy he's got my back not on you and then the chorus is you can't escape you can't hide (laughs) when he's looking at you with his infrared eyes you're deep in the dark but the dark is light when he's looking at you with his infrared eyes this song is great I love it. I mean, it's a submission. Thank uh, you, John. Yeah. So this is song number one. All in. Uh, <laughs> everyone's real yeah. invested in this Rock one. That one. Um, song number two is by a gentleman named Steve Camp. And it's a song called Lazy Jane. The song is called Lazy Jane. Lazy Infrared Eyes. <laughs> Lazy I Infrared Jane. can't wait for what Jane By can Steve do. Camp. Also came out in 1985. Huey Lewis? Honestly? prayers uh, convicted hear that saxophone get in there <laughs> there it is it does belong to a specific subgenre of like What's wrong with this dumb girl? Yeah, this dumb yeah. girl. And uh, Christian music. Getting it wrong. Yeah. Okay. At least she got a name. Yeah, at least she's <laughs> trying to get good grades. Low bar. Yeah. Listen to the bridge. 
Get it. Send me. What was her, her body looks so good. She's into aerobics. She does it every day. Her body looks so good, but her soul is out of shape. So, so he soul he shaming her. Attractive. Her. <laughs> oh yeah, she's yeah. hot, but her heart sucks. Oh, listen, I would smash her, but she would not witness. I wouldn't smash your soul. Unbelievable. <laughs> so that's Lazy Jane by wow. Steve Camp. These are good. These are very good. Uh, this was a recommendation that we got from David from Nashville. So thank, thank you, you David. David, for the recommendation. Jesus. Uh, Steve Camp was a singer-songwriter type. His role model, this will make sense, was Keith Green. So he was like oh. hardcore evangelist type, not like, oh yeah, we're all just having fun and making Christian music and you know, like it's a little this, a little that. He was like, no, it has to have the message. We can't just be entertainers. He was like real uppity about that stuff. Uh, he started things like Cause. He was an activist, so he started a group called Cause, which is Christian Artists United to Save the Earth, uh, modeled after the Bob Geldof Live Aid stuff, I think. <laughs> And then uh, he founded a group in 1988 called uh, ACT with two C's, which was AIDS Crisis and Christians Today. And he was a hardcore Calvinist, hardcore Calvinist guy. So he put a lot of Calvinist stuff in his (laughs) lyrical content. Are you familiar with like Calvinism as a concept? Um, I remember it, it from a historical perspective, but I've lost a lot of that information. Yeah. So like imagine if Joe Rogan was a Christian. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> he yeah. would be a Calvinist. It, seems, it does seem to have a personality attached to it, but it, it is like a pretty... Uh, is, it, I, is it determinism? Yeah, Calvinism yeah. is like everything's preordained. Everything right. people are elected. Like to you're either or going hell, to be saved or you're not. And it's being, already been determined. Yeah, yeah, but you don't know. But you should probably get saved just in case. Yeah, right. But hell is very real and important, and there are definitely people who are, that should go there, and that's good. <laughs> Looking at you, Colton and Burpo. just <laughs> yeah, that that would happen. And Jane, apparently. Yeah, um, you, you lazy, lazy asshole. Lazy I, this Jane. Is, this is a lot like um, Fat Little Baby by Amy Grant. Oh, it's totally. Only a flip image um, of Fat Little Baby. Yeah, of like Christians uh, shaming other Christians for not being, being the like, right Christian, flamboyant yeah. enough. Yeah, because it's, it's not... so insulting that it's insane to me. Awful. They think like this is convincing anybody to like, oh, I should crack open my word. Like I don't want to get made fun of and rung out on some song by an eighties bop artist. Because Christian music is already listen. You're narrow casting <laughs> to a small audience. Yeah, like it's a choice you made. You know what you're doing. Uh-huh. But then doing a song that is. Not only is, you know, is it just for Christians, it's for Christians who need to get their shit together. <laughs> yeah. It's making it a little more I feel like people would only narrow. want to listen to this in like a smug way, not because they're, they think they're Lazy Jane. Yeah. I don't think anyone listen, thinks they're Lazy Jane. Well, there is a music video for this uh, song. <laughs> oh, Kevin, well. I'm so glad. Can yeah. we please look at it? Uh, yeah, we can take a look at it. I mean, it's basically, it's nothing too special. Uh, except for the fact that Steve Camp is on a bus and he is singing to uh, the Lazy Jane in 
same question. Oh, we get to see her. Yeah. Was there a video for Infrared Eyes? There unfortunately was not. Yeah. There was not available lyrics for Infrared Eyes, so I did have to transcribe them, <laughs> which was maybe one of the worst uses of time in my life. Yeah, I, you don't get that time back. No, no, it's not coming back. It's a note in your phone forever. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so we've got a, a choreographed group of people here dancing. This is uh, good dancing. In the park, I think, you know. Yeah, like some outdoor space. There she is. Oh, God. I mean, she looks lazy, right? Yeah. I, but look at that ass that won't quit. She looks like Jane Fonda, but a real slacker also. Wait, do you think he's writing about lazy Jane Fonda? Because <gasps> Christians hate Jane Fonda, especially uh, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's definitely not a Christian, so I don't think she would be yeah, uh, huh. the singer Steve is not present in the music video yet, but we are on a bus, and there he is. There's Ooh, Steve. He's not uh, good looking. <laughs> well, he's not age appropriate for this bus. He like has a terrible haircut. I was man. I was. It's funny. You do have to kind of calibrate for Christian rock because I'm expecting a rock star. But like, yeah, of course, it's it's going to be like. <laughs> like a mailman. It's kind yeah, of what be like a indie <laughs> star is Kind of now, a, pu- yeah. a pudgy, like, bad haircut guy who's not dressed very well. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. more of a Jeff Tweedy type, that, I like guess. You, you're hoping for a Oh, that's, that's generous. Tweedy. <laughs> Tweedy. I'm trying to think of, like... Yeah, he looks like someone who was a rock star maybe 15 years ago. Like, he just looks like... He does not look good. He I looks like Tweedy's roadie. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, there she is. She's dreaming about the mall? Probably hey. probably all that MTV she's going to watch later. My God. Hey, I know MTV I think for this generation is the equivalent of like kids these days on their phone is for this I generation. I can't yes, even absolutely. imagine like absolutely. a a a luxury song these days being like you're spending all your time on Netflix and freeform and you <laughs> yeah. need to get off. Freeform. But like taking freeform. it seriously. Right, yeah. Binge and switched at birth. <laughs> <laughs> Freeform. <laughs> it's okay to find. It was amazing. But you know, the, just uh, off of that, yeah. it, you know, you, you think about like old rock songs that like talk about. Like, oh, by the way, they do uh, have fun with each other at the end of the music. Oh, it's a bets. happy ending. Yeah. La- lazy She's Jane. like, I am lazy. You're right, Christian <laughs> White <laughs> Man. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> I like being called a dumb bitch. <laughs> but going, uh, going back oh, to the I point. Was just, I was just going to quickly say that like, you know, there used to be rock songs that would talk about like Nixon and stuff. And the, <laughs> and the idea of like uh, a rock song with like Trump or even like Obama doesn't make a ton of sense. But then when you think of it like, oh, those songs are like hip hop songs. Mm-hmm. Reference Trump, yeah. reference Obama. It's like For you sure. I and I wouldn't be shocked if like the phrase Netflix and chill is in some hip hop songs. Like yes. that's that's where you get the like hyper specific current hyper specific yeah. pop culture references. But to hear it in a rock song, you'd like if Coldplay had a song where they say you'd be <laughs> like, What the fuck are you doing? Don't say Netflix. It's like, oh, stop. Uh, there, there was a Father John Misty song where he, he talks about, like, uh, having sex with Taylor Swift in the Oculus Rift. Yeah, and that, it's was, just that bummed me out. jarring. <laughs> if not just for, like, Excuse don't... Excuse me? I mean, the, the concept is weird, but just saying Oculus Rift in a rock song, you're <laughs> yeah, like, I don't like, like, I don't ooh, like hearing this. it's already dated. Yeah. Oh, Ugh. no. Sucking my D, playing my PSP. <laughs> like, just it? like, no, we don't even use PSPs anymore. Why are musicians so obsessed with her? Uh, like, on a, like, on a level of, like, I need to fuck her. Uh, but also, I don't like her. <laughs> well, I think she just exists in, like, a rarefied... It's really weird. She's so she, She's just iconic. She. It's not even, like... Like, oh, yeah, there's Cardi B and there's, like, these people. But she almost, I mean, she's not Beyonce, but she exists in that, like, 
you can say Taylor and people know who you're talking yeah, about. It's yeah. just right. one word. But so there's something about her, yeah. And you can and you mad. can make fun of her the way you can't make fun of like Beyonce. You wouldn't want to. Oh yeah, like, but, like people would be like, no, we're not on board with yeah, you. Yeah, fuck you. Like, but you can be like Taylor Swift. Doink <laughs> Beyonce. Right. Okay. Yeah. So which is the worst of these two songs? Oh boy, this is tough. I have my pick. Infrared eyes or lazy. Lazy Jane might have a little more uh, misogyny uh, inherent in the oh, lyrics. You think? Might? I, it, it's possible that there's it? some anti-women oh. strains of like, you know, mansplaining. Lazy a Jane life. might be the better produced song, mm-hmm. oh, but okay. the lyrical content of Lazy Jane it makes it uh, inexcusable, like Worse. unforgivable. Lazy Jane. You can eat my ass. <laughs> hey, wow. We should do it like who? Not who, Jane herself. Right? Who can Some. eat no, your no, ass no. more? I, I actually, I ass. obviously sympathize with the character Lazy Jane, <laughs> and I feel bad for her uh, to be treated so this way. as a treat, yeah. she gets to eat your ass. So, no, yeah. no, no, no. Lazy Jane can get and her I ass will, eaten. I or... will eat her. So yes, here it is. That's nice. Yes. Lazy Jane, the character. Mm-hmm. I will eat her ass, but the song "Lazy Jane" can eat my ass. That's only fair. I I can't I can't fault you for that. And infrared eyes is fun. I infrared I'm eyes. I'm in a room is... with two allies, and I'm so proud. <laughs> Listen, I'm really grateful. In 2019, horny summer 2019, <laughs> some A is getting eaten. Yeah, I'll go for her. Uh, we turn to Caroline, which is the worst song at least two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wow, I I want to keep listening to infrared eyes. Like I th- I like that that exists. I'd like that to come back, but they go away if they're better, which is unfortunate. So Lazy Jane is the worst. Lazy Jane, I agree. I have to agree is the worst because infrared eyes at its base, at at its base, it's still just like a it's like a campfire goblins and ghouls story. Yeah, it's Santa like, Claus. God's looking at you all the time. Ah, but Lazy <laughs> yeah. Jane is like a it's like a remnant <laughs> of systemic issues. Yeah, it's and, judgmental. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. No. So it feels inherently more toxic or evil. So, all right, Lazy Jane. Eat my ass. Eat the ass collectively <laughs> yep. of the good Christian Lazy fun Jane, podcast. the song, you have to eat ass. And Lazy Jane, the character, have a horny summer 2019. You have this a good has time, girl. The worst Christian song of all time for this week. You know who else had weird, uh, like, specific political references that did not sit with me well in their songs? Is when Neil Young uh, put out that album, Living With War. Oh, yeah. Have you listened to oh, it? Yeah, oh, of course yeah, you have, because the whole thing Yeah, uh, I mean, I like Neil Young a lot. He put out a, politi- a Bush-era political album. Really? There's one track that's ca- where he, he sings, mention Iraq? Let's impeach the president for lying. Like like that is like there's no poetry to it or like oh this character could be oh my gosh. oil like it's just like push needs to go down yeah <laughs> it's pretty gnarly but he has a pretty good song about Bush Senior which in the lyric is uh, a thousand points of light for the homeless man we got a kinder kinder gentler machine gun hand which is in keep on rocking in the free world Ooh. No. Now, and yeah. that rocking in the free world was I mean that those lines in particular because yeah. like George Bush wanted a kinder gentler America mm-hmm. and then yeah so he but used there there is an though. example of using a little bit of poetry to talk about talk yeah. a president uh, and talk about okay. that's politics. a lot better yeah, yeah. and I feel like uh, a thousand feel, points of light that's another Bush ism right and that's such a good subtweet I feel like Born in the USA is a pretty good Reagan indictment too yeah like sure. it's more opaque because it's not like trickle down my ass or something like that like it is right well and he also didn't i mean reagan tried to use it 
in I his know, campaign, right? which is like, so funny. You dumbass. The promise no. of Bruce Springsteen's America. I didn't know that it was yeah. an And then Bruce Reagan. had to be like, cut it out. Don't you <laughs> Come <dare>. on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, you can go to at Christian Fun Pod yourself and vote for what you think is the worst Christian song of all time. So get out there and... Pokemon, go to the polls. <laughs> Ballers. <gasps> Hell yeah. Ballers. 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 <laughs> she's she's so surprised. Fun to do. <laughs> she's surprised. It's all about the rock. Uh, all right. She loves the rock. We're dimming the lights down in here, Joe. We're lighting the candles. Mm-hmm. It's time for an altar call of sorts. Because what we do now, instead of promoting our own projects plugging our social media or you may be able to find our hilarious videos we don't plug them we lift them up to the lord as a humble and loving sacrifice well maybe to make it more comfortable for him we can say let's confess our projects let's confess our projects (laughs) right oh man confessional (laughs) forgive us pod for we have sinned and our sin is doing great content (laughs) and we start as per usual oh you can uh Sentence me to five Hail Marys at Caroline's Farts on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, dang, dang it, I forgot to think of a lift up for this week. Uh, let me think real quick. Nope, I've got nothing. <gasps> Caroline's got nothing. Come wow. back. I mean, this comes out the weekend after Lion King opens, so just say <laughs> the Lion King. No, I don't know if I will lift it. It'll up. be true. You know me. <laughs> Listen to your heart, Caroline. Maybe. Listen to your heart. Don't you want to see photorealistic animals? No. Sing songs. All. Not at all. Uh, well, then we'll, we'll turn it over to Joe. Okay. Wow. Um, wow, indeed. You can find me. Uh, forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Uh, yes. <laughs> for I have uh, plugged. Uh, uh, forgive plugged. me, Father, for I have plugged. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty great. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Joe K. Joe K. Uh, Internet Explorer will be at UCB Sunset. Hey, go see it. On July 27th at 9 p.m. Uh, we have some great guests, including John Carroll Lynch. Hey, really? Who you might know as, as the Zodiac, the Zodiac killer. killer in the movie Zodiac. <laughs> oh. And also as Drew Carey's brother in the Drew Carey well, show. Well, that's what he is in my heart, more so. Yeah. Uh, and, and other actors. It'll be a lot of fun. Please come out to that. Uh, you can listen to my podcast, Who Cares About the Rock Hall, which is a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But Love it. Really, it's a, don't let that dissuade you. <laughs> it's a podcast about music, but we just use that lens to view, uh, you know, and have our conversations. Uh, have you read Sticky Fingers? I have, yeah. yeah about Jan Wenner. Wild. Yeah. yeah. The guy who started the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the CEO and editor of Rolling, of Rolling Stone, Stone, is an insane man. Oh. <laughs> a thief. Uh, <laughs> not necessarily. Uh, no. Sticky fingers is like when you're kleptomania. Right. True. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you you could say. I mean, that. you have sticky fingers, but it's not from stealing. Ooh, <laughs> horny summer, horny summer, twenty nineteen. <laughs> That's amazing. hey. I'm, yeah, I do have sticky fingers. Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> Let's go with. Uh, I will also be in. I'll be doing a show at the Arcade Theater in Pittsburgh on August twenty hey. third. Oh, hometown. At the Good Good Comedy Theater in Philadelphia the next day on the twenty fourth, uh, and I. It is now my time to lift up. Yeah, something right? you're enjoying. Yeah, something you'd love or enjoy. I would like to lift up this great documentary on Netflix called Behind the Curve, which is about flat earthers. And it is an extremely fascinating look at people who believe that the earth is flat. Oh, great. Wow. And it is at it is at once 
uh, funny, uh, it like jaw dropping. Uh, it takes a look, a, a deep and thoughtful look at the things people believe and why they believe them and why conspiracy theories are so uh, attractive to people and what's going on psychologically with people who fall into these types of communities. Mm. At the same time, like I said, being often very funny and having those moments where you're like, this can't be real. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh, great. But you can find it on Netflix. Uh, it's called Behind the Curve. I love it. Ooh, okay. Did it leave you kind of feeling bummed out that these people exist so fervently? or You know... I, I guess I went in already kind of knowing that yeah. these people exist. Uh, I mean, you don't take them too seriously. Really, what I, if I was bummed out about anything, when I came out of it, maybe a little bit hopeful, which was the idea that the scientific community is often uh, smug. And that's like, and often the academic community... Yeah, like Matt Lauer, they're glib. Is smug. Yeah, <laughs> to quote Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and often, you know people can be smug especially to people who are on the fringes yeah. uh and that does not help anything no mm-hmm. and they in this documentary i think it very smartly talks about the best way to handle someone who maybe has an alternative belief for example and that's something that a lot of us could yeah, that's cool. uh, yeah be equipped to do because attacking someone and belittling them or making fun of them hundred percent of the time just emboldens that yeah. within them and they are less and less likely to break through and maybe uh, listen to people mm, yeah Good yeah reminder. all right behind the curve love it what a great pun of a <laughs> yeah it's, a, it's such a, a troll title it's uh, such a troll it's a perfect title behind the curve a little <laughs> bit uh, you can lift me up at Kevin T. Porter everywhere guys I'm, I got a plug and lift up Horny Summer 2019 playlist on Spotify. Thanks to everyone who's been following it. I'll keep adding to it as summer evolves and changes for us all, as we all experience horniness in our own different <laughs> oh, ways. Oh, it's a, it's a, there's a plasticity to this list. Uh, I'll lift up a podcast called Other People's Problems, which is a podcast hosted by Hillary McBride of the Largest Podcasts, and you listen to people's legitimate therapy sessions with her. Oh, I love that. Wow. It is wild. It and sounds she, like uh, where did we, where do we begin? Oh yeah, it's yeah. totally Esther Perel vibes. Mm-hmm. Hillary McBride, I think, has one of the most calming, empathetic voices I've ever heard in my life. So definitely check that out. And you can lift us up at Good Christian. Uh, where can you lift us Christian up? Christian Fun Pod. Oh, my brain isn't <laughs> plasticity enough. Doing a barrel at Christian Fun. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm not. Oh. Wait, not every time I touch my face is a Meryl, but it often is these days. Uh, at Christian Fun Pod everywhere. Uh, Patreon.com slash Good Christian Fun for more Good Christian Fun. We put out second service every Friday. Uh, last week's was a barrel of laughs. I'm sure this week's will be too. Oh, yeah. Um, and then you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We donate a dollar to charity for every review you leave, and this month's charity is Back to Humanity. That's right. Joe, thanks so much for joining us thanks, on the show. Joe. Thank you guys for having me. I had a lot so of fun. fun to meet you. Had good Christian fun. What a pleasure. Oh, this good. was this was Welcome a real back. pod meet cute. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just minutes before. Mm-hmm. And now we're all best friends. Who and, who who could have seen it coming? Well, God with his infrared eyes. Yeah, just you're right. Just the Lord. <laughs> and there's nothing left to say except for and all of Pod's people said Amen. Amen. Let's go out with that song, Infrared X-Ray Eyes, by Krumbacher. Chum, chum, chum.
Oh, it sounds cute. It does sound like children having an adventure. And yeah. not about a police state god. It's like a theme song for a puppy that gets lost in the big city. Oh, I hope he's okay. <laughs> oh, he'll be fine. Okay, good, good, good. Um, <laughs> as this is going out, can I quickly see how much I can recite of some of the stuff I remember from yes. Mass? He was born again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. Through him, with him, in him, all unity in the Holy Spirit, all uh, glory and honor is pow- and power is yours, Almighty Father, forever and ever. Amen! <laughs> all right, we're going out with that. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Goodbye! That was a HeadGum Podcast.